Good morning and welcome to Brood Podcast, everyone. I'm Bryce. And I'm Adonis. Welcome to another episode, everyone. Thanks for tuning in last week and thanks for listening this week. This is going to be a fun episode. We're really excited about it. Uh, We have some fun things planned out for our main conversation. Uh, But without further ado... Let's just get right into coffee. It's been it's been a morning, everyone, for uh, for this, and I'm ready to talk about this coffee and get it in my system. Yeah. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with you, Adonis. What has what's your roast been? Uh, yeah. So uh, we've talked about this before, but uh, we are both subscribed to uh, Drink Trade, which is a coffee subscription service. So uh, the roast that I got from them this week is the. Brazilian Cake Lady Roast from Red Bay Coffee. Um, Red Bay Coffee is a company that's based out of Oakland, California. Um, And this specific roast, the Brazilian Cake Lady, um, is a a medium roast. It is supposed to have uh, flavor notes of, I just had it up, oh here it is, Uh, milk chocolate, nut, and ripe fruit. Um, yeah, so I was super excited to try this roast, uh, just because I'm a, a big fan of the, uh, I've realized over the last few weeks that I'm a big fan of the medium to dark roast. I I used to be a dark roast guy, uh, but I think, uh, the medium to dark roast gives you a little more variety in the flavors that you can, that you can, uh, sort of, uh, extract from these coffees. Uh, dark roasts are, are very, um, comfortable is the word we we uh Mm -hmm. landed on to describe dark roast they're very good coffees they're solid coffees uh but you don't get a lot of those like weird to adventurous flavors and i think uh just dropping down a few notches on the uh the dark meter and going to like a medium dark roast is is where i'm is where i'm gonna live for my foundation coffees um so yeah, I was super excited to try this. Um, I used my AeroPress that I bought my, bought for myself recently um, to brew a cup of coffee. The AeroPress is a really cool little system um, because it basically gives you the ability to brew like several different varieties of coffee. So it it it's mainly like an espresso brewer, which I know is weird. If you guys <laughs> have ever seen an AeroPress, there's no kind of like uh you know it's not like an electrical machine or anything it's all manual so uh it's it's a really cool little system you get a little tiny um like a, an espresso shot of coffee based on what you what, what you brew and uh depending on how you treat that shot quote unquote depends on the cup of coffee that you get so i guess it's not necessarily a uh uh it's more like an americano than it would be like a drip coffee because you have your espresso shot and then you add hot water to it, and that's how you get that cup of coffee. Um, or you can add steamed milk to it, and then it becomes a latte. Or you can add ice and water to it, and it becomes an iced coffee. Or you can just drink it straight as the espresso shot. So, uh, like I said, it's a really small, compact system, and you get all of those different options from it. Um and yeah, it's definitely one of the smoothest cups of coffee that I've had in a very, very long time. Um, and I think a part of that is because of the AeroPress. But I think the bigger part of it is definitely because of the roast. It's just it's a phenomenal roast, guys. It's full. It's not aggressive. It's a very like 
uh, subtle, comfortable flavor, and it just tastes delicious. It's got like this natural sweetness to it that is just divine. It's uh, when I first tried it, I sent uh, Bryce and Jenna messages and said, "This is." very quickly moving up uh, into my hall of fame of, of coffee roast. And I still stand by that. It's just a great, great coffee. Um, and it's definitely going to become one of my go-tos. It's a little bit on the pricey side, uh, 19 bucks a bag, um, but it's definitely worth it. And I'm very, very, very happy that I, uh, that I went with this choice. It looks really good. Yeah. It looks so good. I'm super excited for <laughs> for you to try it whenever we get to that point. But yeah, it's it's yeah. a oh, it's so good, so good. Never has a black cup of coffee tasted that good. Like just black, naturally sweet, super smooth, just like a rich texture to it. Oh, so good. Now oh, stop! <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> so would you say that it's legit? Or full of shit. Oh, as far as those, uh, as far as those flavor, those notes flavor go, notes. Uh, what do we have here? We have ripe fruit, uh, nut, and milk chocolate. Definitely, I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing to the legit side of it. I think that the natural like sweetness. It, yeah. I think the natural sweetness definitely plays into that milk chocolate and ripe fruit uh, category. Obviously, the riper the fruit, the sweeter it's going to be. So I, I can give them, I'll give them the pass on that. Like you know, I can, <laughs> I can equate ripe fruit to sweetness, and it does, ha- it does have that natural sweetness. So I'll give it to them, um, and definitely like the smoothness <laughs> and the fullness of of a milk chocolate. I can, I can, yeah, I'll go, I'll go legit. Um, as far as the uh, brew scale of sipability, I'm gonna uh, give this. Uh, a, I I'm fighting it. I don't know why I'm fighting it. I'm gonna go five rings, man. Five rings. Dang. A five ring roast from me. Um, yeah, it's just, and it could be you know recency bias, but as of right now, as of right now, with this, at this moment, living with this coffee for the last few days, it's definitely one of my all time favorite favorites. So. so- Sometimes when you know, you know, you just yeah. got to put that ring on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, that sounds really amazing. I'm going to, oh, I already ordered another bag just because you said it was amazing. And I don't know if nice. I can do another one. I won't go through it fast enough. Yeah. So yeah, well, well you'll try it. You'll try it. What about you? What have you been I sipping will, on I this will. week? All right. So what I've been sipping on is, pull it up here. It is, uh, it's called Necessary Coffee. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the roaster, this okay. Necessary Coffee. Okay. Uh, pretty powerful name there. <laughs> and uh, it looks like, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but I believe it's called Burundi. Uh, B-U-R-U-N-D-I. Okay. Uh, Burundi. And uh, this is supposed to taste like berries and molasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into all that, though, the way I have been... Uh, brewing it is I did get my new grinder in. Nice. Talk about that for a minute. Got my uh, mini, my Porlex Mini 2 in. Uh, it is a nice little Japanese manual burr grinder. Uh, it grinds about 20 grams uh, total, which for me is enough. I don't drink that much coffee, mm. and uh, it's just me with uh, the coffee every morning, so it's simple enough. Yeah. Um. I love it because it's a new toy. (laughs) 
but it is fighting me. It is really, I got into a fight with it this morning. We had to take a break. <laughs> and oh man uh it was it's rough um i've had pretty much nothing but burnt coffee for a few days <laughs> oof, oof. um because it it does have a learning curve and i'm about to start pulling up videos for it now because or videos again to refresh me on its settings so what it is is it's it's a cylinder and, I, and i've I put up a video of it you guys can see it on igtv but on the bottom, you press down the ceramic, and then you turn the knob, and it loosens or tightens the burr, making it a coarser or finer grind. Okay. Um, the first time, I'm pretty sure I was just twisting it the wrong way. I just did, told me to twist to the right, and to me, I think right is right, but sometimes left is right, depending on what's, you know, <laughs> what has uh, been built for you. Sure, sure. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so I attributed it to that, and I was like, okay. Um, and then I kept counting. It's a setting from 1 to 15, 1 being the finest, like espresso fine powder, and 15 being the coarsest okay, uh, for your French presses and stuff. And uh, I kept kind of messing around with the settings, and I am just not finding it. And I think it's just a matter of playing with it. I think I will, but, man, I've been... The consistency is beautiful, absolutely beautiful, because the other one I had is that little mason jar aesthetic one I was talking mm-hmm. about, and... It is not consistent, but it was giving me the grind I needed. So it was working with the mocha pot, but now the mocha pot won't give me any. It just won't give me good coffee. Just, you... I can smell it burning, and <laughs> it's just it is so bad. Are you still but, are you still mocha mm-hmm. pot only as far as like a brewing method? Right now I am, but I'm going to be ordering a French press real fast. <laughs> I was going to say because <laughs> are we are we sure it's a problem yeah. with the grinder or could the potentially um, be a problem with the and mocha that pot. Was, yeah that's the next point i was getting to is this morning i was making my cup of coffee and the, this is the first time i noticed it and actually the first time i heard it too but it's starting to kind of the water is spizzling out in the connecting point between the bottom uh, the reserve and the and the top reserve okay. okay um so i think there's something up there too um because it's definitely spurting out so it's definitely not sealed properly which means it's not building up the proper steam and not doing its job the right way so i do believe it is a combination though i think i do need to keep playing with the mini the prolex mini and uh and i just need a new method of (laughs) being able to brew my coffee i don't know where my mini french press is it makes me so sad i thought i'd find it by now but i'm gonna just order one for next week but i have been able to i was drinking this coffee before uh, okay. So I okay. do know how it tastes. Uh, I don't have to give a burnt review <laughs> because that would be, I wouldn't give it. It just yeah. would be a bad, yeah. it's just a bad review. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how I've been roasting it. Um, I do love my Prolix Mini though. It's a fun new toy and I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, so the Burundi, it tastes like berries and molasses. I do want to talk about that because... The molasses really stands out. Okay. Because when we were, I've had a few roasts 
where it had, or maybe just one or two roasts where it had molasses in the flavor notes. Mm -hmm. And I can pick, you don't even have to tell me there's molasses in there. Mm -hmm. I'll be able to let you know that there's molasses in there because it is, it's not just a, a flavor note. It is a texture thing as well. Okay. And it just tastes and feels like... I don't want to say like honey, but it definitely has a, a, a thicker, like a syrupy, texture, a smooth, like, a smooth, yeah. thicker. Okay. Te- yeah, a little bit like that. Okay. Um, and it's it's a beautiful feeling and taste, and the oh. berries that are paired along with this do pop out as well. Okay. Um, it brings out because I've uh, what was the other I'm trying to remember the other roast? It might have been one we've posted and reviewed. I'll have to look um on our Instagram, and I'm sure it's posted on there. But it's molasses and a couple other flavors, and I feel like the molasses just pulls out flavors. I because I can always taste the other flavors that are on there as well. Um. So as far as legit or full of shit, it's definitely <laughs> legit. Okay. <laughs> uh, and definitely a good cup of coffee nice. when it's done with a good method. <laughs> when it's not burnt. <laughs> when it's not burnt. <laughs> um, so I definitely will give this. Um, I'm, you know, I'm feel like I'm in the same boat with you now because I'm hesitating giving it a five, but oh, it is wow. a great comfort yeah. coffee. Um, I. Um, I'm going to stick with the four though, because okay. even when I was brewing it properly, I was getting the hints of, I wasn't getting like, just like, it didn't feel like a pure cup of coffee where it was just the, the coffee and the flavors. It felt like there was a little bit of bitter or acidity. Acidity is probably might be the better word. Even okay. though it's a smoother roast. Um, so I'll give it a four. And okay. once I fix my brewing methods and everything, I'll definitely do an update to see if that changes. I think that's only fair. Okay. Um, fair so, enough. but right now it's definitely a four. Solid. That's still, you know, that's that. a that's a good that's a good roast. <laughs> yeah, four yes. ring roast. That's a pretty good. Yeah, I figured I, it's worth getting engaged to and figuring out, you know, <laughs> taking some more time and <laughs> see where things Same, go, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have some more serious talks and yeah. we'll we'll see what uh what comes of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh beautiful. All right. Well, we'll jump out of the coffee here and I wanted to follow up with you Adonis. Yeah. On Dark because you recommended that last time and I believe you had finished the second season or you were almost done with it when you recommended it it's all a blur um like, <laughs> i know you've been in a couple of days it felt like it, it took yeah it took me probably about three or four days to get through the entire series and that's saying something because it's not a like i said it's only three seasons uh 26 episodes so it's uh it's just a very dense show like there's a lot to it every episode you're getting tons of information and it's not like light information it's very heavy you know, mm-hmm. world changing stuff that they're presenting every episode. So, um, yeah, no, I would definitely still recommend it. It's a fantastic show, incredibly well written, um, visually very, very pleasing to look at. Uh, has some great performances. I think the performances are something that's uh, underrated uh, because when you're when you have a show that that that's that sci-fi heavy, obviously the conversation's going to be about you know what's going on in the story rather than how the actors are performing. Um, but yeah, they they did a very very good job. It's a uh, like I said, very well written, um, just a really good show. It's I'm I'm not gonna say it's a perfect show, uh, just because I feel like um, 
it was at times unnecessarily uh complicated like i feel like they were especially toward in that the the middle of the third season the third and final season there was just a lot going on and a lot that i thought was sort of unnecessary for the uh overall plot like it just seemed like they were just throwing things in to make sure you were confused like oh you know we we know we've thrown a lot at you but wait a second <laughs> there's more and then the last yeah, couple they just <laughs> Yeah, the last That's couple the, episodes. It seems to be their theme. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Just throw it, new things all the way to the end. All the way even, to the even end. Even the end yeah. was brand new. Yeah. there's brand There was reveals all the way up until like the last five minutes of the show. Yeah. Um, new characters you're meeting all the way through. So there is a lot. Uh, you will spend a lot of time with these characters. Um, but I, I very, very much enjoyed my time with the show. Um yeah, I would definitely recommend it still. Just be patient. Uh, you got to have a lot of patience. You got to be willing to commit some time to learning things and letting your brain sort of work through them. Um, I also wanted to talk really quick about another show that I finished this week. Um, mm-hmm. It's a show called uh, The Wilds. Um, it's an Amazon original show. Um, there was a, uh, a few weeks, um, maybe a month ago, when the show first came out that I couldn't log into my Amazon account without seeing 15 million like ads <laughs> for it. So I uh, decided to watch it. It was getting very good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so I checked it out. It is a very good show. A um, little bit of a hot take here. I don't know if it's as good as the reviews sort of made it seem. Um, Quick synopsis is about a group of girls who end up stranded on an island. So very lost like uh, not a lot of like sci fi stuff going on. Uh, it's more of like a survival show. Um, and I can understand why people are, are raving about it, because I think it is a very empowering show. Um, I think that it takes uh, a, a very refreshing um, take on what young women go through and it gives it a very sort of realistic uh uh adaptation um nothing about it is like super hollywood and glamorous it's a very real show it's just very melodramatic and i think the whole teenage drama thing is the the, the big thing about the show even though they mm-hmm. are dealing with very real issues and it's done in a very uh realistic way I think that teen melodrama just it, it rises to the surface a little too often for me. Um, but again, I think it's a very good show. Not as well written as I would have liked it to be. Maybe that's because I was just coming off of Dark and that was obviously an incredibly well written show. So my standards might be a little high at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's a very good show. I just was expecting a little bit more. If you have a chance to watch it, uh, it's the first season just finished. It's 10 episodes on Amazon. Um but yeah, it's it's good. I was just maybe expecting a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Noted. Yeah, I think I don't think I I definitely was not getting hammered by the wilds yeah. nearly as much as it seemed like you were. Okay. <laughs> um, but I did see I think a couple times come across, mm. and it just didn't seem up my alley. It's it seemed like it it um it. It just seemed like it was a melodrama for yeah. for teens. It gave me like, uh, and this is a, a bad example because <laughs> HBO Max is a totally different level of stuff, and sure. so is Euphoria. But it gave me kind of those melodramatic Euphoria vibes that the trailers give off. Yeah, um, 
that's that's the only comparison I want to make because you can't. They're two completely different that's things, true. With different it's, calibers of stuff. But the melodrama is yeah, what it the, seemed like. It's, it was. it's like a Euphoria with uh, without like the artsy uh, qualities that Euphoria has because okay. Euphoria is a very uh, it has a very indie artsy art house kind of vibe to it, and they do a lot of super ambitious creative stuff. The Wild is more of just like a straightforward, you know, gritty show about nine girls stuck on an island. So yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, I think it's time for us to take a little break so we can get our new drinks Yeah. and get into our other new segment. Let's do it. BRB, everyone. All right, everyone, let's get herbal. Yeah, that's the title of the new segment for my tea review. Uh, I'm going to start getting into teas, as we mentioned last week. Uh, we switch off every week. Um, I will discuss teas, and next week Adonis will discuss a new beer he is trying out, mm-hmm. or any new brewed alcohol. It could be anything. I don't want to limit him to just beer. That would be terrible. There's so many things out there. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I feel like there's the, the world of beer is a very vast one, you know? you know. I could get lost in that for quite some time. But thank you for not limiting me, bro. That's I true. <laughs> Got to keep the doors yes, open. Yes. Uh, so, the purpose of this tea review is more than just like trying these different teas just to try them. Um, I have been wanting to get into this segment because I've been trying to use tea and want to get more into tea to support um, just my healthy lifestyle that I have. Um, And I, this week, every week will kind of have a different focus on what I'm using the tea for. Uh, I don't want to just talk about the flavors of tea or if this tastes good or if it was bad or if it's a green tea or black tea. I want to just talk about what the focus is for it Mm. Uh, because every, every tea is different. Every tea has kind of a, its own purpose. Sometimes it is just for sipping and drinking. Um, but this week, the focus was on sleep. I've been trying to uh, get some better sleep, go to mm-hmm. sleep a little bit earlier. Um, and uh, so the tea I have is uh, called Tulsi. The brand is actually Organic India. I think I think you can just get it at pretty much any grocery store i honestly don't remember where i got this one um but it's called organic india um and it's tulsi sweet rose and it's a it's a caffeine free stress relieving and magical is how (laughs) it markets itself and yeah super fancy (laughs) (laughs) and it is pretty magical uh so how i want to discuss this and rate these is i'll be rating them on um, effectiveness and how it tastes. Okay. So, uh, let's see, before I get into that though, uh, I will say that generally speaking, I think it's general knowledge that, uh, if you want to try and sleep better or go to sleep, most people I think will drink chamomile and I do love chamomile and I usually do drink that. Uh, but I wanted to try something different and get into something different. So that's why I picked this one up and I've been drinking this one. Uh, I just want a different flavor and a different, um, just to see if it would do anything different. And it has felt different. Uh, It does not feel like, 
so the, what chamomile does is it feels like it is putting you to sleep. It kind of feels like you're taking a microdose of melatonin or something, mm. and you kind of feel yourself nodding off. This kind of stays true to its stress relief thing. It kind of I just feel myself kind of just loosening up and just kind of um, being able to relax. I just feel myself being able to relax better and just kind of get into a state where I can go to sleep um, better. And uh, and it has been great as far as that goes. So as far as effectiveness, it I'm definitely going to put it at a five for oh, wow. helping me uh, for helping me go to sleep. And again, it's not putting me to sleep, but it is. It's uh, it's about supporting that and helping that goal. And so in its support, it has done it's done really well. So I definitely do not um, definitely don't hesitate on the five. Okay. Um, and that's. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna have for that. And then for the taste, I'm gonna get a little poetic here, guys. Oh, girls, I'm gonna get a little poetic. <laughs> it's like, it's like if a breeze were to come by and the wind were carrying some rose petals on it, <laughs> the scent of rose petals and that scent lands on your tongue. It's just silky, and that's exactly how. It tastes. Oh. It is absolutely magical, just like on the marketing. I, mean, I, can't, I can't really snap, but that's me trying to snap. You know. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so yeah, it it really it's a really smooth taste, and it tastes it's herbal. I mean, just like it is. It's uh, it, so it's called sweet rose for a reason. It really does have that kind of light, fragrant taste to it. Is so it a, just looking for something? Is it a like loose that. leaf tea, or is it? Are they bags? No, it is bags. Okay. Um, and actually, I did mean to get into that. Uh, so I actually want to get into more loose leaf stuff because I want to be able to just kind of um, learn the different properties and come up with my own concoctions and things yeah, yeah, yeah. as time goes on. Uh, this is what I had on hand, and this is what I grabbed, and it's. it's I mean, they work perfectly fine. Yeah, uh, but yeah. in the future, I my goal is to definitely try more loose leaves mm. and try combinations of things, because uh, there's just an infinite, I feel like, amount of combinations you can get in with that, and I love yeah. just playing around. So that'll be fun. Uh, again, the brand's Organic India. Uh, it's Tulsi Sweet Rose. It's a pink box. Um, and it is absolutely great. Nice. And I gave the taste a five as well. So damn, just a great, uh, it was a great yeah, start. It was, a, uh, I lucked out <laughs> a high bar to set for your, for your, it is good. a high bar. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> so good. Though. We're, so, we're so easy to please. We're giving out fives and fours this I episode. Know. Just like, oh. <laughs> Uh, I feel like uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. I had a grumpy morning, so maybe I just I needed the wins. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some, I don't know, guys. <laughs> need some positive energy you're trying to force into your day, man. <laughs> I honestly might just restart my day with that tea. Right, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Might be the way to go. <laughs> All right, everyone. So what we wanted to talk about today for our main conversation is festivals. It's been a while. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. We haven't really been able to go to festivals. There haven't been any festivals put on, no events or anything, but uh, well, you can still plan for them. You can still talk about them, think about festivals in the past and festivals in the future. And uh, what we wanted to talk about was a festival we'd like to attend at least once in our lives. Uh, Adonis, let's start with you. 
Uh, yeah. So, um, as you guys probably know, if you're listeners of the show that I'm a, I'm a big movie guy, I love, I love movies they are my passion. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would definitely pick a film festival if I could pick any festival that I would want to go to. It's, it's interesting though, because, you know, I think I've, I've been to a couple of very small, very local film festivals. Um, but I've been to several, music festivals uh that that have i haven't been to any like national not like Lollapalooza or coachella or anything like that um but if you would have asked me this question maybe five ten years ago i probably would have picked something like a Lollapalooza or or a coachella just because i i used to be very big into the music festival sort of uh scene um over the years, though, as I've gotten older, I don't want to sound like a, a curmudgeon or anything, but like just like being surrounded by thousands of strangers and uh, here in mm-hmm. Arizona, it's very hot and, you know, it just lost some of its appeal for me. Like it was just like, oh, I don't want to be surrounded by sweaty strangers for eight <laughs> hours a day. Uh, so, yeah, it sort of lost its its luster for me a little bit. I would still love to go to Coachella. I was actually flirting with the idea of going to Coachella this, uh, this last year before the festival got canceled due to COVID, obviously, because my all-time fr- favorite artist was headlining. Uh, Frank Ocean was headlining. So I was like, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get the opportunity to see him perform live because he doesn't do... Uh, he doesn't tour or anything anymore so i was like you know i might take the hit and go out there for a day um incredibly expensive um i i'm glad i'm sort of glad that i didn't take that hit because those tickets are (laughs) ridiculous but um yeah so i I, again younger adonis probably would have gone with a music festival but um film festivals have always been a, a, a passion of mine um and as I've gotten older, they've gotten even more appealing to me because you get to go and, you know, get your own little nice seat. You get to sit there and watch a movie, maybe have a couple drinks, you know, very, very relaxing. Um, yeah, so there's a couple that I've always been super interested in. Uh, South by Southwest being probably at the top of my list um, in Austin. It's an annual festival. Uh, they have a music festival as well, but they also have a, a film festival. And um, yeah, I would love to go to South by Southwest. Um, Sundance is also a very big one. I actually had the opportunity to attend uh, a portion of their virtual festival this year. Um, so I got to see a, a few screenings, which is very, very cool. Um, that one's in Utah, usually takes place in Park City or um, uh, Salt Lake City. Um, yeah, Park City, yeah. the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. Yep, I think it's been in Salt Lake a couple of times, but I think mainly it's Park City. Um, yeah, so uh, that that's more of a where South by Southwest is more of a like, t- uh, for lack of a better word, like hip <laughs> film festival. Like it's a very like uh, cool, modern. Everything is like super sleek, and you know you see a lot of uh, like comedies there, a lot of action movies there. I think like Furious Seven debuted at at, uh at south by southwest uh sundance you get a lot more of the the indie type movies the like hyper dramatic award caliber films um so i i think as far as quality of films i would lean more to the sundance side but um south by southwest it would be an entire like experience it would be super upbeat and you know a lot a lot more people my age um 
but yeah, I would definitely either of those would be great. Tribeca uh, Film Festival that takes place in uh, Brooklyn, uh, New York, uh, would also be very very cool. That would probably be third on my list, but yeah. So in any of those film festivals, I would be lucky to go to. Yeah, and what's great about the Sundance Film Festival and being there in Park City is just all the things you can you can do there. Because I definitely was fortunate enough to. It happens around my birthday, generally, every year. And so uh, one year I was visiting my grandparents in Salt Lake City, and I was able to borrow their Jeep and drive through the mountains up to Park City, which was an absolutely beautiful drive. First, that's the first thing you can experience, just these beautiful snowy drives and these mountains and the canyons you drive through. Um, And then when you get to the festival, and I didn't see any films myself. Um, I didn't go into any of the auditoriums or anything, um, but I was able to walk around the grounds and it's a, it's a ski town so mm. it's set up like one it's kind of a strip mall status like a really long mm. strip mall and there's there's like a mini ice skating rink i remember there's ice sculpting competitions um and yes. just the atmosphere is really cool lots of um just indie musicians just playing on the corners um and just they have their just all their instruments out and they're just playing and that's really cool um, lots of just supporting and just fun vibes. Everyone's there to just kind of enjoy what's going on. Yeah. And I'm sure I ran into people and didn't even notice it. I know that Robert Redford was up there wandering around pretty much every day of the festival and mm-hmm. people running into him left and right. At that time, I wouldn't have recognized him because I didn't pay attention to directors and, and actors and things as much as I do now. Okay. Um, I might have even just run into him while yeah. I was up there. So it's such a small space, and you have it's it's a really uh, prestigious festival. So you just kind of run into people. Yeah. Um, so it's just cool what you get to experience when you're up there. Definitely, um, definitely. So I hope you do get to do that sometime, and I hope I get to go with you because I haven't seen any films. You've seen films from Sundance. You did the. Uh, yeah, you did the, kind of like their 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 online version. Of yeah, they did year, a right? virtual. Obviously, um, yeah, they 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 weren't able to do an in person festival this year, uh, because of COVID. So they uh, they did a virtual one. So all the filmmakers were were, I mean, it's what we've seen for the last you know year of of Zoom meetings yeah. and and video chats and things like that. Um, actually, South by Southwest is doing the exact same thing this year. It's an all virtual festival. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it was, it was really cool getting able to sit in on some of those world premieres, getting able to, to be a part of like the Q and a sessions with the filmmakers. Uh, it was really cool. It was something again, that I've always hoped to experience, but haven't had the opportunity to on a, on a, like a international uh film festival obviously i've been to some local ones but uh sundance tribeca south by southwest you have filmmakers you know from all over the world submitting their work um so it was just really very 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 cool to be a part of it that's awesome yeah i loved getting all your updates in the chat too with all those different movies because like they're not all things like i would watch but just the fact that you were able to kind of participate in that was really cool so yeah. I can only imagine like, how you felt being able to finally participate in, in Sundance. Yeah, it was great, man. <laughs> it was totally awesome. Half a dream was, come true. Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> but it's, it's also like one of those things that it's it's it wasn't cheap, um, and it's not something that I can probably afford to do on a yearly basis, but it's like one of those things that yeah. I know I'm going to want to do on a yearly basis. So maybe th- maybe that'll be you know my, my big yearly thing if I can afford like a big trip, but then that takes away from other trips and things that I want to do. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe I'll get rich. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you have any uh, loose plans? Like, do you have like a five year or six year? Do you see yourself being able to go in um, any particular time frame? I don't know. I've never, I've never like uh, made like a plan to do it. I've always kind of just wanted to. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would love to get to 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 any of those that I mentioned at some point. I mean, like I said, film has been a part of my life for a very, very long time. Um, and uh, I, f- I feel like it will be, I feel like it will be even, you know, years from now. So as long as I, uh, you know, have the opportunity to, I, I think, I think I would love to. Uh, yeah. So I would definitely, uh, you know, film festivals in general would be my, would be my answer to that. What about you? What's your, uh, what's your festival dream? Uh, so one I've had in my mind, I've been wanting to go to for, I don't know. It's four or five years now, probably is uh, um, it's called the Midsummer Eve Festival, uh, and it's throughout any of the Nordic countries. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about my love of traveling to the Nordic countries, and um, and I, I love going there and just visiting any one of them. I've been there a couple of times, and I just love going back. And this particular Midsummer's Eve festival, uh, also known as, I'm going to try and pronounce this because I've been <laughs> practicing and I really want to be able to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, Midsummer's Eve day is Yana La Paif and okay. the uh, Midsummer's day is Yana Paif. So I'm hoping okay. I'm pronouncing that right. We'll find out. I've been just watching YouTube videos of pronunciations <laughs> and mimicking them. So <laughs> if anyone out there actually knows that word and wants to call me out please please do i want to say it properly again you know gotta Uh, respect the effort (laughs) they they gotta respect the effort that you put into learning the pronunciation (laughs) most people would have just winged it oh man i did wing it the first time when i was first practicing and uh i actually wasn't far off there you go first time just because i you know i don't know I'm, i'm figuring out yeah languages i guess and you're a little you're a little <laughs> familiar with the the nordic countries and things you've, yeah. you've been sort of engrossed in that culture yeah so this one is in estonia okay uh and i'll talk about estonia in a little bit um and kind of my draw to that but for this festival it's midsummer's eve it is the summer solstice celebration um and there is more history with that uh, that I'm not going to get into right now, but it goes like as far as like, you know, um, it's like a mixture and diluted version of kind of like uh, pagan and religious and some other traditions just because throughout all of history, there's just, you know, oh. been changes. And I feel like I've uh, seen all this of that movie stuff. before, Bryce, is Florence Pugh <laughs> in it and <laughs> <laughs> a ritual sacrifice going on. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so it's actually funny you mentioned that. So there's a YouTube video I was watching, uh, or maybe it was an article I read, and someone was talking about that. They had visited like right after they watched that movie or something, mm-hmm. and they were with like this host family they were hanging out with, and the family, <laughs> of course, the, you know, the locals were going to say this, but family was like, yeah, none of those traditions are actually what we do. This sure. is not what we do. Sure. <laughs> this is actually how it is. <laughs> that's how you get that's um, how they get you, you know. Somebody's gotta be the there sacrifice. Was no, there was no follow up article, so you know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Or we won't. Or we won't. <laughs> um yeah, so the summer solstice, longest day, shortest night of summer, uh the change of the season into summer. And um my draw to it has just been 
Uh, well, first, I was just researching into Estonia. Um, there's this uh, musical artist I've been following since I was like, I don't know, 17 or mm. 18. For, for a long time. Since I should have just said a year and not my age because now <laughs> I'm just always aging myself. <laughs> so since like 2006 or seven, actually, <laughs> um, I have been kind of following this artist and she uh, be, kind of became like the voice and like face of Estonia because that's where she's from. And she was big here for like a minute, like mm. a very short minute. Um, and but I still keep up with her music and everything. And then she started putting up videos of the traditions, and she started getting kind of back to her roots and like getting more into her country's roots and things again. And I got really just kind of into that, kind of got swallowed into that, mm. and learning about Estonia. And um, and the Midsummer's Eve festival, of course, popped up. I think I was also looking up. I think this is also when I was going to Iceland and I was just looking up all these music festivals and these different festivals that happened around all these countries. Um, and that was one that popped up as kind of one of the bigger, not just um, traditional uh, folk festivals, but as uh, there's some music festivals that happen along the same time too. So a lot of the traditions for that festival is uh, staying up all night the full 24 hours. Okay. Um, just saying I'm all night. Cause the, the sunlight's there pretty much the whole time. And I think even when it's dark, it's just dusk. Mm. I don't even think it gets dark. Um, and everyone just like throughout the country just hangs out every it's time off. I don't think anyone goes to work. I think it's like, it's a celebrated day. Okay. And, um, and you'll have small villages that get together, or maybe it's just small, you know, families and just groups of people who get together, but there's always gatherings, all over and it's always around a big bonfire uh and one of the traditions is to uh, at some point during the night mm-hmm. is to uh one of the superstitions and traditions is to jump over the bonfire mm-hmm. and it's to bring prosperity to your year kind of a thing hmm. um and uh it just seems like a really cool uh cultural traditional experience i'd love to just go to and hang out at i've kind of been getting into all that and i think 10 years ago i definitely would not have thought oh yeah give me some more of this like traditional fest just festivals in general i've never really been like a a festival person um but i think i just have gotten more into them uh i'm not sure what it is i think it's just it's a great way to kind of learn the culture, of course, um, and this seems I you know when I was first looking into festivals in in, in different countries, I was kind of wary because I'm like, well, am I just you know touristing it up? Like I don't yeah. want to just like, but you know you got you also got to start somewhere. Yeah. But uh, but I looked into this one and it can be touristy. Like you can of course like anything can be, but it is not meant to be a touristy thing. Like they love having people come and check it out. Okay. But it is a it is local to them. It is something that they celebrate themselves. I mean, it's all over the Nordic countries and probably throughout more of Europe as well. Yeah. Um, but it's celebrated in other places, but their version of it and what they like to do, it's very Estonian and it's yeah, something was, they do. I was going to ask, do you feel like that? Like, um, cause if, if it sounds pretty like personal, like, yeah, you know, like a thing of like national pride, you know, you mm-hmm. don't, you wouldn't be worried about maybe feeling like too much of an an outsider. Not that you'd be like exploiting their culture, but like I, I, I it, it sort of 
I, I'm thinking about if someone from overseas came over here just to celebrate like the 4th of July or something like that, if that would seem strange or invasive or, 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 you know, and I, th- I think about that too. And that's kind of why I, I like to research as much as I can about it too. Cause I don't want to just like show up and expect to be invited or get myself invited yeah. to something like I don't, um, but uh, a lot of what I was watching is people just kind of will show up if they hear about it and just want to um, just be visiting the country in general. Okay. And because there's other draws to the country too, besides that, so people will go and visit just for those other things, and then they'll be there for that as well. Mm. And maybe they'll meet some people, and people it seems like people are generally friendly, and they want to invite people to these things. Like it's mm. meant to be gatherings. It's meant to like get people together, be um, just full gatherings. Um, uh, whether you're a stranger or not. Um, now, I use that kind of loosely because a stranger is still a stranger. Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> you know, there's going to be some sort of like, you know, hanging out well, first. Yeah, and stuff. A, like, yeah. You're not just going to go show up at a bar and be like, hey, you want to <laughs> go to my villages? Yeah, that might be a little, <laughs> there might be some hesitancy there from the locals. Yeah, but, I'm not just going to show up to a small town and be like, hey, what's up, yeah. everybody? Yeah. Um, but it is a very popular thing, and there's uh, – there's other jobs that people show up for. So people, they're used to tourists coming. It's not just like this isolated country. Okay. Um, and some of those other draws are things that draw me too. Like it, there's like this cool crater spot. That's really awesome. That's like a very popular thing. People go and see, hmm. um, all of their towns, even their city is very, um, just kind of just like, again, like other cities and stuff in Europe is very kind of old school looking as kind of has like a, I was watching some videos and just watching the video with like no commentary, no music or anything. It just, it looks like an old, um, like fairy tale kind of town, just with okay. the colors and just the, the architecture and things. Okay. And that just seems really cool. Um, and, uh, and there's actually quite a few videos online of, many age ranges of people just saying, Hey, when you come to Estonia, these are things you should know. Mm. And like from Estonians. Um, and there's, so it's, it's definitely known that people like to go visit there. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's just plenty of draws to it. The traditions just seem really cool. One of the, (laughs) I was reading the article on their official, like visit Estonia website. And, uh, one of the traditions is to go fern blossom hunting. And the thing with fern blossoms is that the ferns don't blossom. And so what it means is, is when a couple goes and says this or when a, or just anyone, when they go out and say, oh, we're going to go hunting for fern blossoms, it's the equivalent to Netflix and chill. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because that's, that's one of the traditions is just like, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a romantic night as well. And it's a, it's a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just, you know, just romantic night, just, you know, get out and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have some fun. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so when I read that though, officially on their website, I was like, this is, this is wonderful. <laughs> so yeah. It's just hilarious reading that. Hey, yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I definitely have, uh, am really excited to check that out sometime. Nice. Um, and again, the draw to Estonia versus other Nordic countries that do it is just like, it's a new country for me. Um, so just a different place to check out and, uh, hopefully I'm hoping to get there in the next couple of years. Okay. That's, that's my goal is to get in there because I was actually going to try and go last year or this year. Um, 
and of course everything everything happened yeah things go on and so i'm hoping now in the next year or two i get there okay um so yeah that'll be really cool i'm ex- super excited for that nice nice yeah sounds sounds interesting i uh will not be joining you with that because i've seen too many movies um but you know <laughs> yeah. man the movies you watch and recommend me are just no wonder you're terrified of you stuff know, <laughs> i just you know i feel like in order to avoid the potential for those situations i should just avoid the situations entirely so you know why put myself at risk <laughs> Nah, I got I got luck on my side. <laughs> I got my charisma. Okay. I'll be fine. Okay, I uh, I'll be here. <laughs> I'll try and take pictures. There for you, you go. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was our festival talk. Uh, I'm glad we got that because I really wanted to talk about. I have not. I don't think I've really been able to talk about that festival plan with many people so that was that was fun nice yeah um we're gonna take a break from that though and we will be right back with brewer's choice yeah uh welcome back everyone welcome to brewer's choice and i'm gonna start us off and uh, I'm going to start off by recommending my friend's wife's business she just started uh, out in Arizona. But it goes, um, she ships nationally. Oh, nice. It is Wasitos Little Bones Bookshop. Oh. Um, it's an online thing. And what she does is, is she gets um, used books from the library or books that people send her. And she checks the condition and she um, she only sells it if it's in good great or like new condition and she's very strict about her conditions the littlest of things will will mark it down so she's so you'll know you'll get a good book from her when she does it and she has her whole process up on her facebook and her instagram um and all of her books no matter the condition are five dollars and shipping is four dollars those are all standard numbers. Those don't change. She just wants to be able to share books with the community and get more books out to people nice. and just share. And it's uh, it's really cool. Um, she changes, I think, every week she updates okay. her, her book selection. So it's a weekly thing, and she's very active on Instagram and Facebook and shows the new books coming in and what she's doing. Um, it's It's a lot of fun. Uh, again, it is Huesitos, which is spelled H-U-E-S-I-T-O-S, Little Bones Bookshop. Yeah, we could probably and throw some uh, links to those in the Facebook I'm and Instagram. Yeah. We'll do that, yes. Um, and the IG handles Huesitos Bookshop. Uh, so, yeah, again, we'll have links for those. Uh, be sure to check those out. Nice, yeah, that's awesome. Again, just loving being able to support local businesses, and that sounds like a super cool initiative and, you know, giving mm-hmm. back and giving people the opportunity to read more, which I am always a fan and advocate for. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Um, I am going to go with another art medium here. Uh, we are in full swing in terms of award season stuff right now for movies. Uh, Golden Globe nominees just came out. Critics Choice Award nominees just came out. Independent Spirit Award nominees just came out. So we are about to dive headfirst into award season. Um, Oscars aren't happening until April this year. Um, but a lot of these smaller uh, uh, awards guilds are getting their getting their stuff together to 
to drop in March. Um, so uh, one movie that I am uh, a very big fan of and one movie that's been getting a lot of attention from these awards guilds uh, is a movie called One Night in Miami. Uh, it's uh, a movie by Regina King, who is a an actress who is an actually an Academy Award winning actress um, who is one of my favorite um performers this is her directorial debut it's an amazon original movie so if you guys have amazon prime you can definitely check it out at no cost to you um well other than your subscription price but hey (laughs) (laughs) you probably already have it anyway who doesn't have amazon these days um and uh yeah it's a great it's a great great film it's based off of a stage play actually um and it's a about a fictional evening uh between four um icons in uh the civil uh, rights era so you have malcolm x um Sam Cooke, um, you have Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown. Uh, so those four guys have a, uh, a night in Miami where they are celebrating uh, uh, a win by, by Muhammad Ali to become the champion. And it's, it's all fictional, but it's based on, obviously, it's based on uh, true events. So, uh, yeah, it's, again, streaming on Amazon. It's a phenomenal film, some great performances. And it's definitely a film to watch uh, come award season. So definitely check it out if you have time. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I might throw that on today, actually. Yeah. Kind of in the mood for something like that. That'd be really cool. That'd be really awesome. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. That looks really... And I I pulled up Regina King, so the name sounds familiar, but I didn't. I couldn't put a face to her name. Mm. But now that I pulled her up, I was like, oh, of course it's... Regina King. Yeah. <laughs> well, fun fact about Regina King that a lot of people don't know is that she provides the voices for Huey and Riley in the Boondocks cartoon show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she does both of their voices. Yeah. <laughs> that that's awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that show is so great. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> I mean, once you hear once you once you hear her voice and then you hear you'll think about it and you'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, she's great. She's awesome. <laughs> That's phenomenal. All right. Well, that was Brewer's Choice, everyone. Thank you for listening to another brand new episode. We love being able to do these. Yeah. And let us know how that new tea segment was. Yeah. And let us know how just this new procedure is for you guys. Uh, you can do that over at brewedconvos at gmail.com. Or where else, Adonis? Uh, they can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Brood Podcast and on Twitter at Brood Convos. Beautiful. And that's going to do it for us today. I'm going to restart my morning now by <laughs> making some of that uh, that Tulsi Sweet Rose tea go. again. And uh, let's see if we can get a better start to this day. Yeah. Take it's take the day. take the cartridge out, you know, blow in it, and uh, pop it back in and see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. As you begin to develop and expand your skills and your talents and your vision of yourself, you will always be in control of your destiny. Brood Podcast is recorded in Chandler, Arizona. Our producers are Bryce Gonzalez, Jennifer Montez, and Adonis Ship. Our intro music is Easy, produced by CJ Beats. Our outro music is Destiny, produced by James Berkeley. Our social media managers are Bryce Gonzalez and Jennifer Montez. 
Our editor is Adonis Shu.